Welcome back to Season 2 of That So Second Millennium, the podcast where we explore how science and religion can coexist, because they can, and what they can produce together if we let them, because your third millennium will be a whole lot brighter if you do. Your hosts are Bill Schmidt and me, Paul Geesting. Welcome back. I'm going to give them actual introduction in the main episode. I just wanted to give you a brief apology here. Zencaster, oh Zencaster. Uh, we've been having enormous uh, technical difficulty with Zencaster. Basically, my co-host could not hear me, and therefore uh, we've uh, gone back and recorded this on our good old reliable freeconferencecall.com, which is a beautiful, rugged piece of software, and it sounds like a telephone conversation because it is basically a telephone conversation. So apologize for the audio quality, but we have Stephen Barr back on the podcast, and he's got some great stuff to talk about in this episode, so we hope, uh, we hope uh, that will uh, cause you to look past the audio quality. Welcome back to That's the Second Millennium. This is episode 59. We are privileged to have Stephen Barr back on the podcast, professor in physics at the University of Delaware and the president of the Society of Catholic Scientists. Welcome back, Steve. Well, well uh, thanks for having me on. Yes, thanks for being with us. So, and this is, of course, this is Paul Geesting and my co-host, Bill Schmidt, uh, and we are talking about, we're talking with Steve about the upcoming, we're, um, we want to do a couple of episodes here about the Society of Catholic Scientists and the upcoming conference uh, that they are uh, holding in early June at the University of Notre Dame. So the subject of the conference is going to be, what does it mean to be human? And we're going we're gonna to try to do a little bit, uh, we've, we've talked to Steve before about the general context of why we should be Catholic scientists. Um, but we thought uh, it would be nice to give a little backstory in terms of how the society has gotten founded and what stories have gone on, what conversations and planning and serendipity have happened on the way to the society existing and having, as it has now, over a thousand members and planning uh, to hold its third conference. So how did, oh. how did this get started? Well, you know, it's something that was in the back of my mind for many years. Um, this, you know, atheists who are in science, you know, famous people, uh, scientific atheists, uh, get a lot of press and they're very vocal. And you don't hear much uh, from scientists who are religious, let alone Catholic. And so in the back of my mind, you know, for many years, I was the idea that Catholic scientists should organize and, and, and be more visible. Uh, but I didn't do anything about it. I was very busy with my, you know, research, physics research and being a professor and so on. And uh, But what precipitated, well, but over the years, even though this really was just sort of a dream, uh, I would ask whenever I encountered a Catholic scientist, usually a physicist because I'm in physics, I would ask them uh, if they knew of any others. And I made a little list, you know, of uh, mm-hmm. about 50 or 80 uh, Catholic scientists uh, for the day, if the day ever came when we started an organization. Right. But what, what, what precipitated it was uh, really something accidental in a way. Um, so I, I, I do a lot of writing and, uh, on science and religion, a lot of speaking, and, and, I'd written, and I'd given an interview to a Catholic magazine. And uh, I got an email one day, uh, three, four, well, I guess it was four years ago, from a very eminent uh, astrophysicist at Cornell, uh, mm-hmm. Jonathan Lunine, and mm-hmm. uh, he's a member of the National Academy of Sciences, and uh, which you know the highest you can get in science, barring yeah. sort of a Nobel Prize. So he said, uh, I I had knew his name of course, but I'd never 
uh, you know, had any interactions with him. But he said he had read this interview I'd given and uh, was quite interested in it. And he said that he was a, a, a Catholic convert. He's of Jewish ancestry, Jewish mm-hmm. background. Uh, and he had uh, converted about 10 years ago to the Catholic faith. And uh, he said, uh, so he started talking back and forth. And he said um, that his pastor up at Cornell had suggested to him the idea of, of an organization of Catholic scientists. And I said to Jonathan, I said, well, that's funny because I've been thinking about that for many years. And he said, why don't we uh, get together? Why don't we join forces and do it together? Mm-hmm. And so finally, that was the kick in the rear end that I needed <laughs> yes. to, actually, to, to actually do something. Exactly. And uh, so it was, a, it was sort of a, a little bit of serendipity uh, uh, that he had read this interview and his pastor had talked to him about this and so on. And uh, so that was the and then we quickly gathered a board and, uh, and, and off we, we were uh, that we, we started actually started in uh, summer of 2016. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, that was one of a number of uh, things that, uh, that, you know, one of the things it's kind of, I, I've thought about this. If I had tried to start something, or if anyone had tried to start such an organization, say, 20 years ago, it would have been, I think, more difficult. Uh, yeah. There, there, there are a number of sort of things, the things that have happened that, that sort of seem to uh, put a little wind in our sails or sort of make it easier than I expected it to be. And I, I think of those as either providential or, or serendipitous, mm-hmm. as the case may be. Yeah. Could you call out a few of those things for us? Yeah. But, uh, well, well for, for one thing, we were able uh, to gather... Um, I, I should mention the board first. Uh, there are seven yeah. scientists on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were quickly able to gather uh, a, a, a very good board. Um, and, it, and three of the seven scientists on the board are, are recent, very recent converts. Uh, mm-hmm. So there, there's one thing. You know, 20, 10 or 20 years ago, they wouldn't have been those people. Uh, one of, aside from uh, Jonathan uh, Lunine, mm-hmm. um Another uh, Karen, Karen Oberg, um, that's yeah. sort of the Amer- American pronunciation. She's yeah. Swedish, and she uh, she became a Catholic, I think, five or six years ago. Yeah. Uh, from a, yeah. from a nominally Lutheran bath- background, she's a very she's a, uh, a young sort of hotshot, uh, you know, rising star in in her field, uh, astrochemistry mm-hmm. and astrophysics at Harvard. She just got tenure at Harvard a couple of years ago, and mm-hmm. uh, and so and. Another member of our board who's not a convert, but he's been very active in science, religion uh, uh, matters, writing, speaking. He's a very dynamic speaker, uh, mm-hmm. is uh, Father Nicanor Ostriaco, uh, yeah. a, a, a Dominican priest. He has an, a Ph.D. from uh, MIT in biology. And mm-hmm. so he was out there. Um, and so there were all these people that were out there that uh, we could, you know, draw upon to form a... a uh, a rather considerable board. Uh, so that's one example. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it had not struck me until you pointed it out that you had the uh, the symbolic number seven uh, people on the board. <laughs> I don't know if that's intentional or not. But. No, that was I, that, that was not. Actually, that's the first I've even thought about that. Uh, right. <laughs> no, but it's just to, well, we didn't want too many because it would be uh, you know that's, it would be a little unwieldy. Yeah, yeah, it's a workable but, uh, it's a workable size. It seems, of, it's, uh, it seems a, a workable a workable size. I could another thing, um, you know, as far as how I got into this, um, 
you know, I was uh, doing my physics and being a professor, and, and that was my career. And, and as I said, I didn't think I'd have time. I'd always thought that when I retired, I might start doing things on science and religion. But uh, mm-hmm. at, at a certain point in the mid-'90s, um, First Things magazine, which was founded by the late, great uh, Father Richard New- John Newhouse, yeah. they yeah. started encur- encouraging me to, to write about science and religion. I had sent them an article, and they liked it. And, uh, mm-hmm. and they started encouraging me. So I started writing a lot for them. And, and that led to me writing a, a couple of books and also giving talks all over the country, uh, mm-hmm. many, many talks. And that gave me – that actually was good preparation for our society because it gave me a visibility – among Catholic scientists. Many of them had read things I'd written. Many of them had heard me speak. And uh, mm-hmm. so, so um, I developed a lot of contacts with Catholic scientists in addition to the, that list I was developing. And so when we started in, in the summer of 2016, I was able to reach out to a lot of these people. And, uh, and, and we were quickly, you know, our first 100 members or so uh, right off the bat, were were from these personal contacts, so that that sort of accelerated the process. If, uh, as I said, if I tried to do this cold, you know, if if we had tried to do this 20 years ago, it would have been more difficult. But that that so we've had a number of things that sort of help propel us, um, mm-hmm. get us going quickly. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I should also mention, um, again, I, I see the hand of providence in certain things here. We have had tremendous help from a number of um, Catholic organizations, which many, some of which also are rather recent. Um, uh, so, for example, our first conference, um, which was held in Chicago, we mm-hmm. couldn't possibly have done it. Uh, it. We had the conference only nine months after we started. So, you know, yeah, I was amazed by that. Yeah, I was actually, I was kind of, um, I was kind of in a, a little bit of a, I was quite nervous about it because when we started planning the conference, we had a hundred members, you know, yeah. and so we were trying, I, I analogize it to throwing a football and then running to catch it. You know, we were trying yeah. to, we were trying to recruit members at the same time we're planning the conference and mm-hmm. we're trying to recruit members. So we'll have enough members. So there'll be someone to go to the conference. Well, it, yes. it worked out. It worked out. Thank God. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So, so go well, ahead. Yeah. I was going to say uh, people must have uh, been absolutely thrilled uh, that uh, that such an organization was forming, or else they wouldn't have had the early energy to to uh, respond quickly to the first conference. Uh, well, yeah. Did you find uh, that sentiment? Well, yes. So um, we had about we had about three hundred something, three hundred and thirty, I think it was, members at the time the day of the con- the first conference started. And uh, about a quarter of those people showed up at the conference. So I think that's a reflection of, of and they were very excited. Uh, my impression at the conference was that there was a lot of enthusiasm among people, mm-hmm. young and old. Were, all ages were represented. Mm, um, nice. Because, you know, I, I, used, I, I say it's sort of like a fish who's been put for the first time in water. Uh, you know, many of us who are Catholic, the way it ought to, you know, Many of us who are Catholic scientists, uh, we're moving around. Most of the people in our environment are not religious. But you know, so for the, this was the first time in their lives that many of these uh, people had been in a room full, a large room full of scientists, fellow scientists who were also uh, believing Catholics. And I think there was just a huge 
sense of uh, this is the way yeah. it ought to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, let me just go back to the uh, organizations that helped us. So the first conference really was an enormous amount of the work organizing it was done by the Lumen Christie Institute. And oh. they, only, they only started in, you know, 20 years ago and have mm-hmm. grown to be quite an intellectual powerhouse. And they're, uh, and they're very uh, experienced now uh, in running conferences in Chicago. And okay. so they did a, all the logistical work, and they did a brilliant job. And so if the Lumen Christie Institute hadn't been there, they said that's yeah. a, a new endeavor in itself, we couldn't have pulled it off. Um, our second conference was at Catholic U. And there, again, uh, it turns out the dean of science, and that's a good place to have it, Washington, D.C., and the dean of yeah. science, the, the, the new dean of science at that time, at Catholic U is a member of our organization. He's a, 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 a an experimental uh, particle physicist, uh, Aaron Dominguez, and so he invited us to have the second conference there and opened a lot of doors mm-hmm. there, uh, facilitating. And now our third conference, uh, which will be at Notre Dame, it, we're getting a lot of help from the McGrath Institute for Church Life there, and th- that yeah. that organization is recently, only in the last, uh, I don't know, five or ten years gotten very heavily interested in science and religion, uh, and that's yeah. become a major part of their activities. Again, yeah. just in time. <laughs> right. For, uh, and yeah. so we, we, in fact, we're going to have our headquarters uh, at McGrath uh, going forward. Uh-huh. Uh, and so they, they've that's been, great. so, you know, all of these, these, uh, all of these things have happened independently of each other, you know, um, and somehow all, uh, have facilitated this uh, the starting and the growth of our organization. So I, mm-hmm. I, I said, if I tried to do, if if we had tried to do something like this 20 years ago, I, I think it would have been really, really hard. Uh, but we, anyway, thank goodness yeah. we uh, had yeah. a lot of help. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah. I mean, I just I just think about your comment earlier about uh, the enthusiasm of people finding out they don't have to be a lone wolf, you know, the only Catholic scientist that they know right. and, you know, living, living in that sense of isolation. I think a, a particularly poignant passage of scripture for me has always been, and I think we just read it yesterday or today in the uh, at daily mass, uh, the one about uh, the deacon Philip and the Ethiopian. So right. the, the Holy Spirit, of course, you know, blows Philip into the path of this, you know, court official rolling across Judea or, um, or the desert, or Gaza, actually, it's, it's uh, the, the land of the Philistines, and uh, has this conversation with him about the prophet Isaiah that turns into, this is, this is who this Jesus of Nazareth was. The guy gets baptized, Philip gets whisked away, and I'm like, what happens to this Ethiopian after that? And you're not told. <laughs> you're not, I don't know. Yeah. I hope somebody <laughs> followed him eventually. <laughs> these encounters, you know, these... Chance encounters are, are often uh, very, uh, you know, um, uh, momentous, uh, yeah. and and so I, this has happened over and over. Um, so so I, I, I that fills me with hope that maybe we're not trying to do something that's impossible. That we keep having things uh, come in our path at, at the time we need them. So yes, um, and 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 there's also been. You know, a lot more done on science and religion in recent years. I don't know whether it's in response to the new atheists or, or what, but, you know, I would say uh, 20, even 20 years ago, um, there was almost nothing written, at least mm-hmm. in English, uh, yeah. 
uh, defending religious belief uh, written by scientists, you know, uh, yeah. and and at a high scientific level. And so there's a lot more literature out there. There are more people. Um, there are more people blogging about this. Uh, the Vatican web, uh, the Vatican, uh, Vatican Observatory has really uh, upgraded yeah. their website, and they do a lot of, of, of things on this. Uh, so we're hoping actually to co- not not to work in isolation, but have our organization really networking with all, a lot of other people who are working in this area and yeah. have a, oh, yeah. a symbio- symbiotic relationship with, with yeah. others. Uh, yeah, that's the way to actually be successful at this. Yeah. Well, and fel- I mean, fellowship is at the core of, you know, Christianity anyway. That's, that's right. We're, we're about being together as the body of Christ. Um, right. Boy. And have... so uh, one of the things, uh, I think you mentioned it to me the other day, is uh, the fact that we have a lot of, uh, we, uh, we have, not a lot, but we have uh, some non-Catholic scientists speak at our conferences. Uh, mm-hmm. And and that's been uh, you know we are our conferences are pr- are primarily uh, for our members who mm-hmm. are Catholic scientists or Catholic uh, scholars, theologians, philosophers, historians who are uh, co- affiliated with us or connected with us, and mm-hmm. it's for fellowship among Catholic scientists. But we're not we don't uh, we we do have at our conferences though most of the talks are by our members or people affiliated. We have uh, we invite. Uh, Eminent and uh, non-Catholics uh, to give talks, also uh, mm-hmm. who, are, who are have exciting, you know, things to say. Uh, we, we're we're Catholic scientists, but you know, we don't want to just be talking among ourselves. So, mm-hmm. uh, at each at each conference, we we have some uh, some really uh, exciting non-Catholic uh, scientists speak. Yeah, uh, yeah, and so so uh, so if you can go back to the as I recall the. the the topic of the first conference was origins, so both origins, right. physical universe and life and human life. Um, who right. was the who is the non-Catholic speaker that you uh, at that we conference? We had two. We, two. we had two of them. Uh, one of them who gave the keynote address was is a very eminent cosmologist. Uh, uh, he's a uh, an uh, English cosmologist. He's a, mem- a fellow of the Royal Society, which is you know, mm-hmm. get very, very prestigious. You may have heard of the Royal Society, dear listener. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that's that's you know that's sort of uh, that's really very very uh, a big feather in your cap to be a fellow of the Royal Society. He's he's uh, his name is uh, John Barrow, and um, so he gave an excellent talk. He's he's uh, a Christian, not a Catholic, but he is a, a believing Christian. And the mm-hmm. other talk that was very good, uh, a non-Catholic speaker was uh, Robert Berwick uh, and uh, he gave a talk on the origins of the human on, on the uh, human the origins of the human language and the distinctiveness of human beings as the only creatures on earth that have language uh, in, the, mm. in, the, in, in, the, in the true sense uh, mm. and it was a brilliant talk he'd written a book with Noam Chomsky on this which I think was a earth you know epic making book a few years ago. Yeah. And he gave it a really, I thought, a fa- an exciting, really exciting talk on on how human language, or at least some aspects of how it appeared. Um, anyway, so that was uh, at, our, at our second um, conference. Uh, we we had uh, only one non-Catholic speaker, as I recall, and that was a a, a brilliant young uh, logician uh, mm-hmm. uh, from Harvard, mm-hmm. and Peter, uh, he gave Peter a talk. Kellner. Very Peter Kellner. Yeah. And uh, he's not, I don't even know if he's religious or not. I suspect not. Um, yeah. 
but he gave a very good talk, I mean, uh, on a very important subject. There, there has been uh, an idea called the Lucas Penrose argument that, that uh, has mm-hmm. been taken very seriously, that, that, a machine cannot, that machines cannot possibly reproduce uh, human thought. Human thought transcends anything that a mere computer could do. And so yeah. it's a very important argument, and he's sort of the world expert on this. And he mm-hmm. was gracious mm-hmm. enough to come and give a, a talk on that subject. He he had a uh, his conclusions were sort of ambiguous. Uh, he didn't. Uh, yeah. He felt that the argument was not rigorous. But uh, anyway, so we 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 try we leaven our conferences with uh, you know some really exciting talks by non-Catholics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have two. Uh, well, maybe I can talk about this later. But uh, we have. Um, two non-Catholics speaking at our upcoming conference as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, conference. yeah, as we, we'll, we'll want to segue into that here soon, into right. to yeah. focusing on the on the upcoming conference. Just one last right. thing before we leave the subject of the um, the previous ones, though. How how are the, how did you come up with the ideas for the topics, um, you know, for, for the overall focus for the conference? Do you sort of look around and say, hey, we could get these people to speak and we could, we could uh, forge this topic around it, or do you do, you do the topic yeah. first? Well, the, the board discusses it. The first one, um, we there's a whole list of topics that are sort of important in in the science religion area, and um, yeah. and so we're sort of in a way taking them one at a time. The the first one uh, was sort of obvious. Well, we wanted one that was broad because we have physics people, biologists, we have a broad spectrum of the sciences, and so we wanted a topic where we could have you know things from all kinds of science. So origins was good. Also, it fit in with the fact that it was our first conference. It was the origin yes. of our group. But uh, we could have the origin of the universe, the origin of you know, stars and so on, the, or- of the solar system, the origin of language. We had evolution, so the, the origin of life and the origin of species. So it, it drew on all the different areas. The second one, uh, we argued back and forth, uh, and we settled on, um, well, we decided to go with, with the human mind. Is the human mind... Uh, Mm-hmm. And materialism are, is is it can can materialism the idea that everything is just physics which a lot of atheists in, embrace mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. it cannot account for the human mind and so that was a, and that turned out that conference was heavily physics oriented curious yeah. enough so we decided to go with something a little more humanistic in our third right conference. right and so we're talking about the nature of the human person so uh, and the next one we're hoping to do on extraterrestrial life and oh wow. So that will be 20, in 2020. So uh, we discuss it a lot at our board meetings, and um, you know a lot of factors go into it, including mm-hmm. who we could get to talk, who are the interesting people yeah. to, to speak. Yeah, yeah. I can only imagine I, you've already talked to Guy Consolmagno about uh, extraterrestrials. Uh, he'll certainly be at that conference, I'm, I'm sure. Jonathan Lunin, actually, is on, who is on our board, our vice president, is is one of the leading authorities in the world on what's called astrobiology. He's written textbooks mm-hmm. on it. Uh, astrobiology yeah. is the study of of the conditions you need in you know other places in the universe to have yeah. life. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So, astrobiology you know, yeah. is a fascinating field in terms of in a in a very real sense is the science of something that we haven't discovered. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but, but but we might discover. <laughs> we might, and and what are we going to do to prepare for it? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's somewhat a reminiscent of crystallography, where the mathematics for it was all invented in the 19th century before anyone could even do an X-ray diffraction experiment, and then it right. turned and out to right. work. 
and it worked right and and you know the 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 interest i mean the thing is most about half the people in the world at least believe there is extraterrestrial in intelligent life and so it's just yeah. even if we haven't yet found it it's it's yeah. already a, uh an important uh issue for many that's people. a major cultural that, topic yeah how does that fit into you know how does that fit into the you know salvation history yeah. and, and our faith yeah. so um, yeah yeah, yeah I think that would be exciting too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Yeah. I well, have one more question. Uh, yes, I, I'm, uh, one be, one more question before we go on to the uh, upcoming conference. Uh, I'd like to know whether you, whether you've personally been surprised by the rapid growth that the society has experienced. Paul mentioned that I think it's over a, a thousand people now. Has that been largely by word of mouth and uh, do you think there's a lot more growth potential still to come and maybe we can tie that in just to a little note to people uh, uh, whether they can still uh, uh, sign up as members in time for the conference that's uh, imminent if they work if they go if they if they uh, if they don't wait you know if they do it very quickly the, the answer right. is yes um, yeah well, it, the growth was a surprise to me and it, it, in fact it it it, it uh, has been it's sort of like the gospel uh, last Sunday with the net with 153 fish in it. That uh, yes. I'm just hoping the net doesn't break. You know, I mean, <laughs> uh, yes. I, I, and I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure we have the strength to pull it ashore. I mean, the thing is, it's grown to the point that uh, it's created a lot of work, yeah. and yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, we have to start getting some more hands on deck to uh, yeah. to do yeah. that work. So it's it's it. Yeah, it, we weren't quite expecting it to grow uh, yeah. as fast. I think uh, I think in the book of Exodus or Leviticus they talk about the leaders of tens and fifties, and it's, it sounds like it's at the stage where you need to start uh, having having some of those people. Right. <laughs> has has the growth has the growth occurred both in numbers and in the diversity of the uh, of the uh, disciplines represented? It's actually, uh, that's it's it's actually been pretty consistent. I mean, we're sort of half in sort of the physical sciences, like chemistry and physics and so on, and half in the life sciences. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's sort of uh, it seems to be a fairly constant rate. And it, as uh, to answer your earlier question, it's it's now mostly word uh, word of mouth. That is not us doing anything, but people just apply through the website. That's how almost all the people join. Um, so uh, to begin with, of course the to prime the pump to get it jump started we i you know we sent out lots of invitations to people we knew uh but right. but now it's sort of it's sort of developed a life of its own i i think there's a lot of potential for growth the the, the main problem is getting the word out there to catholic scientists because there's no there's no not easy way to find them and contact them and yeah. uh, and the other thing is we really have tremendous growth potential in other parts of the world Eighty percent of our members are, are in the United States, but I'm sure we can get at least an equal number uh, in Europe and, and Latin America and, yeah. and other places. But yeah, we haven't point. done, we haven't really made a push to do that yet, and uh, so eventually we will. And uh, I expect, you know, that we can double, triple our members mm-hmm. uh, that way. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Once this once this thing thing grows to anything like its full potential, it would have it would have over ten thousand members easily. I hope that that's sort of actually roughly what I think is the long term potential. Doing some back of the envelope calculations, you know, and there are a lot of Catholic scientists. Not a lot, but yeah, there are some who who are eligible who are practicing. They're Catholic who who haven't taken the trouble. I know I've invited yeah. them. They haven't joined. You know, I, I've been told by priests that you know that uh, it, he told me, 
you know, if you're getting half the people to join, that's great, you know, because when yeah. he's experienced, when you try to recruit people to do anything, you usually get <laughs> you're right. lucky to get a third or a quarter of them. Right. I mean, yeah. A lot of people are not joiners. You know? <laughs> yes, no, especially in the modern in the modern world, this is a even though our dues are ridiculously low. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just so you know, I'll make sure to make sure to put this. We'll, we'll make sure to cut this uh, in, into the into the first episode out of this interview, so that we'll get the uh, yes, you can join. Yes, you can still go to the meeting. Uh, as of I think May fifteenth, I think is the deadline. So this should this should right. go uh, this should go up on uh, May thirteenth. So. Uh, dear listener, please do, do that if you're interested. Um, and, you know, uh, if you join, you can also um, get uh, – we're planning to have the talks live streamed. So mm-hmm. uh, if you're not in time to join to go to the conference, uh, if you're a member, you can you – know, for free, you can have the, the talks of the conference live streamed, if all goes according to plan. Yes. Yes. Best laid plans last until contact with the enemy or or with the consultant, one of the two. Whatever, however right. I do. probably I probably jinxed this already just by right? <laughs> just by mentioning it. We don't want to be superstitious about that. Although, if you wanted to offer a few more hail marys, dear listener, for the fact that for having the audiovisual equipment uh, work, that that would be greatly appreciated. Right. As oh. a physicist and as a Catholic, I don't really believe in jinxes. Okay. Right. Exactly. Fair yes. Right. But we do believe in prayer. So. Right. We do. <laughs> um. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. You can email a link to this episode at thatsosecondmillennium.net, share the post for this episode from our Facebook page, or you can use your podcast app's built-in sharing feature. <laughs>